So we asked conference yesterday, and I'm still catching up on some of the talks. I don't think there were many big surprises, but I think some very excellent speakers. Mostly, I'm very encouraged that the React team seems to be re-energized. There's a new engineering manager, Lauren, who I'm very excited about. I think she's both hilarious and also extremely capable. But also, I think that React is at a point where it's been in limbo for the past three years, and it's just coming out of that, and it's about to ship some really big changes. It still remains to be seen the net impact on, on that because they still have to bring along a lot of the community, but they have a huge community and they're really using it very well. So I am pretty encouraged by that. I think from the keynote, probably the standout speaker was Rick Hanlon, who I don't personally know that well, but I think is a very strong personality on the team and has been doing a lot for the React core and React native community. And so his status update on React Native was probably the standout slide on the keynote. As we've discussed today, React 18 brings new concurrent features like suspense to the web. But many of the original ideas that led to those features were directly inspired by our experience building apps for iOS and Android. We know that today many of you think of React Native as separate from React. If you're a React web developer, you don't necessarily consider yourself a React Native developer too. And that's understandable. When we launched React, initially it was only available for the web, so we just called it React. When we launched mobile a few years later, we needed a different name for the library, so we called it React Native. But we actually think of these as the same, and that thinking is what led directly to concurrent rendering in React 18. In fact, concurrent rendering was originally inspired by problems found in React Native. As we shipped more products in React Native, we started to see ways we were failing to meet the expectation of users on mobile platforms. In our research, we discovered a fundamental flaw in the threading model for React Native. On web, JavaScript is single-threaded, but native platforms run on multiple threads. That means in order to deliver the best user experience on mobile platforms, we needed a model that would allow us to coordinate work between multiple native threads. We knew to be on the same level as other native frameworks, we needed to add concurrency to React. Concurrent rendering would allow us to interrupt work on one thread and switch to another, or run multiple rendering ta tasks in parallel. This would enable us to take full advantage of the native platform and better meet the expectation of users on mobile. We also knew that concurrent rendering had tremendous benefits even on the web. Native platforms usually include a task scheduler to manage work across multiple threads. Since the web is single-threaded, there hasn't been a need for a scheduler. Based on our work with concurrent rendering, though, we were able to help define a scheduler for the web, and over the last two years, we've worked with browser vendors to integrate it into the web platform as the post-task API. Scheduling gives us a new browser tool to create more fluid user experiences on web by breaking rendering up into multiple tasks. In this way, we're bringing good ideas from native and upstreaming them to the web. When we started thinking about concurrent rendering, we originally thought of it as just a way to improve performance and responsiveness. But as we started researching web features like code splitting, data fetching, streaming server-side rendering, and server components, it turned out that all of these features could be built a lot more naturally on top of concurrent rendering. So we designed Suspense, which takes advantage of concurrent rendering to load data in the background without blocking the user. On top of Suspense, we were able to build all of the concurrent features shown here today. This was completely unexpected. We probably would have never thought to build concurrent rendering on the web on its own. 
but building concurrent rendering forced us to think of React in a different way, and that gave us a new programming model with new and unexpected capabilities. The next step will bring Suspense to React Native, which I'll speak about in a bit. But when we do, Suspense will be an example of something we built for web that will influence native platforms in the future. In this way, we're also to bring good ideas from the web to native. So, we bring good ideas from native and upstream them to the web. And at the same time, we bring good ideas from web to native. But those are not the only platforms that influence each other. For example, on Android, the memory constraints forced us to design an optimization to flatten views before committing them to the tree. We never built this optimization for iOS because it doesn't have the same memory constraints. But by using the same React runtime, we were able to turn this optimization on for iOS by just flipping a switch. We likely would have never built this for iOS alone, but our investment on Android was able to benefit our investment on iOS. And this isn't limited to mobile. Later today, we'll have a talk from Eric and Steven about React Native Desktop, where they'll share how improving startup time on mobile led to huge gains in startup performance on desktop. Going even further, we're even adding platforms like VR, where memory constraints force us to manage memory more effectively on all platforms. As you can see, we're not building React for individual platforms, and we're not building to the lowest common denominator. We're building React together using the best parts of every platform. Each platform contributes their own constraints and their own user experience expectations. So by solving those problems for every platform, it benefits each platform. This is what we mean by our many platform vision. React will get better on each platform individually by improving every platform holistically. This means that React is more than a library. React is a paradigm for building user interfaces. No matter how you learn React, that knowledge will transfer to build high-quality apps on every platform. Learn once, write anywhere. That's what React is. So, where is React Native today? React Native currently cannot support concurrent rendering in React 18. As mentioned earlier, there are just technical limitations to the React Native architecture that fundamentally cannot support concurrency. On the web, React is always synchronous, so we needed a way to split it up to make it asynchronous. But React Native was originally written to always be asynchronous. We found that we needed to make it synchronous in order for the React runtime to have direct control of the threading model for use cases like gestures and layout measurement that benefit from concurrency. So, while it's counterintuitive, we've been rewriting React Native to be synchronous so that it's possible for it to be concurrent. And we've been hard at work at this effort for the last couple of years. Currently, the new architecture is rolled out to 100% of surfaces in the Facebook app, which includes over 1,000 screens. We're also excited to share that we've launched React 18 on all of those surfaces, proving that the new React Native architecture supports concurrent rendering and React 18. This means when the new architecture for React Native lands, you'll be able to use React 18 with it automatically. This is an exciting milestone, but we still have some work to do on the new architecture before it's ready to share. React 18 will ship with the new React Native architecture next year. So if you found that talk hard to follow, I recommend watching the talk because the slides really help bring it together. But the concurrent and asynchronous rendering between React and React Native has been a pain for people who do both for a while. And 
bringing those lessons back and forth, I think, is makes a lot of sense. But also, it just makes a lot of sense for a project like React, for a company like Meta, nay Facebook. And I think the contention is that for people who specialize in web frameworks, they actually don't need some of this stuff. Um, and that's the criticism, from what I see from people like Evan Yu, who runs Vue, uh, and Rich Harris, who runs Svelte. And so I think this is a source of debate for a lot of people, for sure. But I think this is very positive work for the people that use Facebook. Ultimately, that is two billion people every month, and also everyone that relies on Facebook technology, like React and React Native. So. All in all, I think just very encouraging. I think very well delivered for sure, and we'll see the implications of what's to come.